Greetings and welcome to season two of the Ideas Podcast. I'm Daniel Lazar. I'm proud to be the co-founder of and the faculty advisor to the John F. Kennedy School Ideas Club. Ideas was born of the demand that in our time of crises, in our age of anxiety, when democracy is fragile, when intolerance is increasingly tolerated, we have to intensify our efforts to create a safe, but a challenging space to discuss and celebrate diversity. The Ideas Podcast provides a forum for Ideas members and our guests to grapple with vexing issues pertaining to our core mission. If you haven't yet enjoyed season one, we cordially invite you to do so. In addition to the compelling content we offer there, you'll be able to listen to our fledgling podcast team seek to find a tone and a structure for this project. As a result of our experimentation, at long last, we decided on the format. It's simple. One topic, three guests, and yours truly as a moderator, a provocateur, and a general podcast jester, I suppose. In this episode of the podcast, we'll grapple with a local issue with global resonance. We'll discuss whether we should seek to rename the wholly idiosyncratic and arguably racially insensitive Uncle Tom's Hoopta train station. Joining me today is the managing editor of the Ideas Journal and a producer for the Ideas Podcast, Lily. How is it going over there? Pretty good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for being with us. And along with Lily, we have the Ideas Director of Community Outreach and all around JFK MVP, Hannah Cook. How goes? It's awesome. Thanks for having me pleasure and last but certainly not least from somewhere out in Potsdam he says Babelsberg the director of ideas and the fearless and tireless leader of our mission Jacob how are you holding up I'm doing wonderful I'm excited for this conversation likewise so let's dive right into it but before we dive too deeply into the problem why in the world is there an Uncle Tom's U-Bahn station and an Uncle Tom Straza in Berlin anyway. It's kind of quirky. What's the story? So insofar as I know, there was essentially a local restaurant owner who started an establishment near the edge of the Grunewald, the local forest. And uh, his name was Tom. He was a big fan of Uncle Tom's Cabin. The, the neighborhood that grew up around it ended up going by that name as the, the Uban station was named after his restaurant. Right. So there's a horse riding club with that namesake. There's a, a, a not insubstantial street, Uncle Tom Straza, and there's a train station. And it's important that we note from the outset um, that it came from a place of admiration, right? Like this guy, Tom, really loved the book. It was his effort to try to honor Harriet Beecher Stowe and perhaps the character with whom he shared a, a first name. I don't know uh, how much uh, that's going to weigh into our forthcoming conversation, but let's consider it duly noted. And for those not entirely conversant in the problematics of all of this, like why is it an issue that there is an Uncle Tom's Bonhoeff and an Uncle Tom's Straza, particularly in the age of Black Lives Matter? 
Uncle Tom obviously being the character from the novel uh, Uncle Tom's Hut, right, in of itself being a very controversial novel, right? It deals with slavery. It deals with the horrors of slavery and, you know, race relations in America in the 19th century. And though many argue the book is coming from, you know, good intentions, uh, good intentions because it's a criticism of slavery, right? The character of Uncle Tom himself is often criticized for being very submissive and sort of being a bad, bad um, representation of African-Americans, being a very exaggerated character, seem, it seems inappropriate in a 21st century context. The character I, is also often seen as being comprised largely of epithets and stereotypes about African-American people, which a lot of African-American people themselves don't find to be actually a, a suitable representation of what an African-American person at the time would have been like. And it's very controversial that at the end of the book, he essentially forgives his, his white captors, although he suffered greatly from them. This is seen by many as sort of an appeal to a white audience, which maybe made sense at the time because it was an abolitionist text for white people, but isn't ultimately representative of, I mean, what many people feel would have been right or would have been the actual feelings of African-Americans because it was written by a white person for white people. So in the context of the 1960s, to be an Uncle Tom meant to be what, according to at least some in the civil rights movement? It meant to be, in a way, betraying of of your race and of the Black culture in a way that was very insulting when people were called this kind of about being passive and submissive. And it, it changed from a term that used to be more of a, of a hero figure to a term that was derogatory and very insulting amongst the Black community. So we go from a character who was arguably heroic, and if not, certainly a character that the reader is, I think, meant to be sympathetic towards. And then for reasons perfectly rational and respectable, many in the Black community go on to use the term Uncle Tom as a derisive term, a derogatory term, an an insult. That means a Black person who is stepping and fetching for white people, a sellout to their race. And so in order for us to answer the following question, I mean, part of the problem is that we, we have to decide how, who, who owns the character and who gets to own the language, particularly in this time. And so that question that I'm referring to, I guess, is this one, right? Like, given the context and the problem as such, should we, you know, we who care about these issues, we in a German-American community, we who seek to be anti-racist, should we push to rename Uncle Tom Station and Uncle Tom Straza? Do, do any of the three of you have a firm, passionate stance on the matter? I think a really important factor is how strong the pushback is, right? Say we start, there's already been petitions to do this, but say we start sort of a campaign to rename Uncle, uh, Uncle Tom Straza and Uncle Tom Pitt and all that, um, just for the sake of you know the reasons we just mentioned um, in 21st century context. What I see happening is there being an extreme pushback from the from the right wing, 
right? Um, this is every time people try to rename things to be more accommodating to, uh, you know, a more diverse, uh, a more diverse audience, there seems to always be a very strong pushback. And I think that's what's that's what we need to be watching out for because that's where the truly bad intentions can be sort of brought to the forefront. From what I've seen so far, it seems to me that the street should just be renamed. I I just don't frankly think it's it, it really fits in in this German community, knowing that it doesn't necessarily mean much to the German people. It's not just like a German word that happens to have a bad connotation in English. It is completely an American story, an American term. And I think even though it might have its own history in this particular neighborhood, it's not necessarily theirs to just decide it's appropriate. Hannah, I see you nodding. Is that nodding in agreement, nodding in interest? I'm nodding in agreement. My stance is also not firm, but I do think there's some discussion that is long overdue pertaining to the naming of Onkel Tom's Hütte. And I would agree with Lily that it's a very inherent American name and American controversy that's associated with it. And so I see no need as to why it should remain. But it does have a history. I mean, we're talking about a street that's you know, been named as such for a century plus. There's something to be said about cherishing local history. There used to be the Uncle Tom's movie theater there. There's the Uncle Tom's Rights of Iran. There's like this old horse stable there that maintains the name despite some controversy. What you're asking to do, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be willing to do it, but I want you to be clear about what you're asking. You're asking to rewrite history. You're asking to rewrite the, the history of this neighborhood to make concessions to contemporary concerns about a character in a book that was once, you know, a sympathetic character. And I want the best arguments we have for reshaping history and recasting history for that reason. Um, so I wanted to say I disagree strongly um, with Mr. Lazar, what you just said. So first of all, I think this notion that we're rewriting history by renaming a street or an U-Bahn station, um, I think that's blowing the issue quite out of proportion, right? We're not removing Uncle Tom's cabin from you know American history, uh, history textbooks or literature textbooks. We're simply renaming it to accommodate our needs and our desires as the people of the 21st century, you know, to, to have the name serve us in a better in a better way, right? We agree that even you know just us having this discussion, the fact that it is controversial, I think, already sort of moves us in the direction of why don't we just rename it? It's not rewriting history. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to push uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin um, as a novel, you know, to the edge of irrelevance. It's simply, you know, changing things to make some people of our community feel more comfortable. You know, I actually, I would like to respond to that because I, I do disagree. I think it is rewriting history to a certain extent. And I don't, I wasn't trying to argue that it wouldn't be. Were this a racially insensitive phrase in German that reflected something, you know, pretty shameful in German history, I think people would be much more sympathetic to changing it. And, you know, as much as we like to think of Germans and Berliners especially as culturally and historically sensitive, it seems to me that a lot of the arguments against renaming the street are, it's not my problem that this is now unpolitically correct in America or something like this. And I think that's ignoring the fact that 
just because it's not German doesn't mean it's it's not something that Germans have to contend with. I'd be curious to hear how you all respond to a subsection of Jacob's argument. I'm keenly aware that this is uh, a controversial term, that what it means to be an Uncle Tom in the contemporary context is it's, it's derogatory. But it engenders conversation. We're having that conversation now. To rename the street or the station, it ends that conversation. And in the most nefarious of cases, right, there are definitely people or characters we should change the street names, like farewell Leopold Plus. I have no affection for King Leopold. Just rapaciousness at its apex. But this is hardly an open and shut case. It seems to me like the benefits of having conversations like these might outweigh the detriments of having an arguably potentially insensitive name. Uh, I'd love to hear someone respond to that. By the way, I'm not convinced of, of, of any of this, but I'm very curious about your reaction. I don't think that changing the name would halt the discussion. I think it would shift it into a different direction. Jacob previously mentioned the backlash from especially right-wing parties that um, you know, concern this topic. And I think changing the name would actually open up for more discussion because I don't think a lot of some people will definitely have a lot to say about renaming the station and it wouldn't just end, okay, we're gonna rename it and everyone's gonna accept it now. There will be people that complain that will open up for another discussion and a more in-depth discussion of that. I mean, it might open us up for discussion right now. Eventually the conversation disappears. People aren't going to remember for the next century that it was called Uncle Tom's Hütte. Like uh, the collective memory of, you know, this Berlin neighborhood is not is not going to be that deep, and the conversation about it is going to go away. So I think it's more about do we prioritize that conversation? Do we think that conversation will continue to be effective over the next few decades, or is this a conversation that should be kind of shut right now? This is a bad idea. I don't. What do you guys think about that? I, I understand your point, but I feel like prolonging a discussion that that causes discomfort to people living there isn't necessarily productive either. I think there's certain value in having information, some kind of placard that would, even after renaming the station, kind of allude to that. I understand that not everyone will, you know, be aware of that and stay and read that. But I think there's another way to continue having this kind of discussion about it without necessarily keeping the name. Mm -hmm. And I think I tend to agree. I think it would be especially fruitful if those responsible for renaming this area, the street, the station, everything, you know, really put thought into it and chose a, another name that's, you know, related to the legacy of slavery and African-American oppression in the United States. I think that would be one of the most useful ways to ensure that there'd be another discussion. So Sojourner Truth Station. Something like that. I'm not claiming to be a great namer of stations. Um, 
but but Jacob wants nothing to do with that. You know, in his opening salvo, Jacob shares a concern that if we were to rename the station, it will um, jostle the frustrations of the right, those who fear this is just sort of political correctness or like, do, Jacob, who do you have in mind? Who are you afraid of here exactly? Oh, I can address that um, because I think you're, you got my argument correctly. You're not getting the right conclusion from it. I think the backlash is important and I don't think we should be kowtowing to it. I think we should accept the backlash and face it head on, basically putting down and like asking who am I afraid of. Um, I think the people who are going to be backlashing are the obviously the AFD, maybe even some fringe elements of the city who just generally the people who are fed up with like doing stuff for the sake of being woke. And I, I say to that, you know, no, I think there is a utility in renaming uh, Uncle Tom's Straße and, and the U-Bahn station and all that. There is a point, right? We're helping a minority who genuinely feels discomforted by the name and rightly so, right? We can debate whether or not Uncle Tom is a, um, is a racist term. In my mind, it definitely is. I'm one, I just want to be hundred percent clear on this. I'm not saying we should not rename the station out of fear of backlash. In fact, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying backlash will come, but we will have to face it and we should face it. You know, of course there would be backlash. My worry with keeping the street name and trying to recontextualize it is I don't know how you can do such a thing effectively. I can't think of an example of it being done. If anyone of you can, I would love to hear about it. I think you can put up a placard. You could put up a placard on every block if you want. Keeping the name of the street is a statement that the people of Berlin do not think this is a term worth changing, worth adjusting our attitude about. I think I think that's ultimately what keeping the street name is saying. Saying this term is uncomfortable for minorities and we can see that it has a distinct racist meaning nowadays, even if it didn't used to. And we are okay with that. And we want that to continue to be a part of our neighborhood. I think that's a pretty distinct statement, no matter how big a plaque you put up. I'm very much in agreement with both Lily and Jacob on this. I think it's paramount that we rename the station. And I agree with Lily's previous suggestion of renaming it to something that still honors the legacy of the abolitionist movement. And the BFOG has already renamed one station. So I think it's important that we continue to show that we don't agree with you know, this terminology that is discomforting to people, minorities. Yeah, it was, uh, was it Moorenstraße, right? Mm -hmm. On the U2 line just a couple of weeks yeah. ago. It was quite a feat. But I want to push against one word of yours, Hannah, and I hope you don't mind terribly. And I swear I'm not trying to pick nits here, but you said that it's paramount that we change this. And while there is a certain importance to to the issue, and it's why we're discussing it. We all agree it's important. I don't know that it's paramount. You know, I wonder how much political will there is to this. I wonder how much political capital will be expended to get this done. If I thought it would be easy to do this, I'd say, let's do it. But I don't think it will be. I think it'll be slow. I think there will be a lot of stakeholders who bark back. I feel like it's potentially even a losing issue. And even if the battle is won, I'm not sure what that means for the war. Yeah, I, I would disagree with some of what you just said, because I would say that it's ignorant to keep the name. 
I've read a lot of comments on some of the sources that we read prior to this podcast. And a lot of people, a lot of the comments were, you know, it's never bothered anyone before. Why do it now? There's a certain amount of history to it concerning the restaurant owner named Thomas. But I think, as Lily said, it's it shows complete ignorance. Maybe it's not paramount, but I do think that it, it is important. Especially in Germany, it's important to address Alltagsrassismus, just everyday racism coming from people not being as informed or not caring much about issues regarding race. That leads to uh, a large part of the discrimination and the, the racism that that African-Americans and just Black people in general in Germany are facing. This is a prime example of this. It, it doesn't seem like racism if you've never thought about it and if you think of it as German, but it's not German and it is everyday racism. And I think that's why I would agree it's, it's, it's fairly important to address it. Maybe not paramount. Maybe it's, it's not the most pressing issue that our local parliament could be putting their time into, especially right now. But I do think that addressing everyday racism is something that we should put a lot of attention to in Germany. I would just quickly say I'm going to defend the phrasing here of saying it's paramount. I do believe it's paramount because what I've noticed right now from this discussion is that we're sort of looking at uh, Uncle Tom's Hütte as if it's in a vacuum, and it's very clearly not, right? Us not renaming the street um, or the U-Bahn station will set a precedent, right? Same as us renaming it will also set a precedent. I think setting a precedent of we are going to, you know, fight for the comfort of minorities, fight for those who've been historically oppressed, be they African-American, be they Turkish, Arabic, wherever, we are going to like fight for them. Be renaming it Uban Station, we're not going to kowtow to the right. I think that sets in a very important precedent. I think that is absolutely paramount. Like I like the analogy Mr. Lazar used. The issue about Uncle Tom's Hütte is one battle in a larger war. And I want to make sure that we win this one so we set a precedent of winning battles. Well, Jacob, the tone and content of your comment there makes it impossible for me to be the foil in this conversation any longer. So we're going to move towards wrapping it up, but we would be remiss if we didn't problematize what we might call the slippery slope. For if we are to rename Uncle Tom's Huta train station, there are a whole bunch of Hohenzollern kings and princelings who weren't exactly woke on the matter of racial justice. There are a whole bunch of streets and stations that by our same logic need to be renamed. I have issues with Bismarckstraße bisecting the heart of West Berlin. Bismarck's legacy on cultural sensitivity is not particularly positive. So I do have to ask, how concerned should we be about the slippery slope? This case, to me, is different than Bismarckstraße or, or similar because Uncle Tom Schutte is very specifically, very obviously, very clearly about racism and African-American people. Uh, yeah, I think there's an argument to be made that if we go too far, then we'll be renaming every street in the city. This case isn't necessarily a precedent for that. That is a line, 
uh, it's uh, it's perhaps blurrier to me than it is to you, but I have poor vision for these things and others. Jacob, Hannah, do you share with me concerns about slippery slopes? No, in fact, I, I think I disagree with you again. Um, I think that the broadening this one issue so far is, I think, very misleading. The I think I'm 100% in agreement with what Lily said. Um, the issue of Uncle Tom's Switch is very specifically racial. There is almost no other interpretation of it, um, unless you want to say we're appreciating American literature, which is an argument I have never heard. Huh. Um, meanwhile, characters like uh, Bismarck or uh, Karl Marx or whoever, whatever streets we have, um, have a lot more dimensions and they have a lot more to debate. I say there are arguments to be made to rename other streets. Let's discuss those arguments when we get there. Let's not stop this one step in the larger piece uh, out of fear that it's going to, that all streets in Germany will be renamed to George Floyd Street and all, all culture will be stripped away because that's unrealistic, frankly, and <clears throat> the logic doesn't follow. Well, I don't know how I feel about us all agreeing on episode one of the second season, but I will, I'll enjoy it. I, I'll enjoy it because I'm not sure it's uh, going to happen so much in the future. There seems to be some consensus among the ideas leadership. Thank you all for your willingness to engage this. I think you did it with courage and dignity and grace, and it's a tough conversation, and you perform splendidly at the task. Well, we'll take it as a small victory that great minds think alike and ours do also. I want to seize this moment to offer each of you a chance to recommend to our audience something that speaks to the idea's mission. Ideally, it's something that they can get their hands on or lay their eyes on in the throes of a pandemic. What do you all have to endorse? Hannah, why don't you go first? So mine is an LGBTQ plus and human rights activist who's very active on social media. His name is Matt Bernstein. He has a really interesting way of making statements. He uses makeup to foster socio-political discussions and protest, protest and raise awareness in a very accessible and unique manner. He's really proactive and provocative. So I invite everyone to go check him out on Instagram. He also has a YouTube channel. Um, yeah, he's really amazing. All right, Matt Bernstein. We'll link to him on the show page on YouTube and on Insta. Jacob, what's your endorsement for the week? Right. So before I get to it, I want to quickly just make clear I'm endorsing an action here rather than necessarily a person. Um, but what really made my week is reading the address um, of the Pope to the situation in um, Moria, right? The issue of the refugee camp that burned down. Uh, the Pope gave a statement um, and basically calling on all European leaders to open their arms and, you know, help these people and view them as human beings rather than an economic statistic. I have my criticisms of the Catholic Church, of course. However, I think there is no more beautiful representation of the Ideas Club and diversity than the head of one of the largest related to conservative thinking organizations endorsing such a very clearly positive message for human rights and for uh, for refugees. And I just thought mentioning it would be important and reading about it definitely made my week better. Lily. Okay, so I feel a little bizarre saying this and I hope you'll all take it with an open mind. I would like to endorse the TV show Glee, which is not the most conventional uh, academic 
poll that I could have that I could have chosen, but I've been watching it a lot lately, and uh, the reason that I think it's interesting in terms of the ideas mission is because it represents to me a really a form of almost proto activism that began to emerge in the 2000s in teen culture. Although some of its references may seem outdated, you can watch it on Netflix. The references may seem outdated in some ways, but I actually find it really interesting and to a certain extent inspiring that this major network TV show was willing to represent characters of color, transgender and LGBTQ characters in general, and and just explore topics that a lot of the shows that I grew up watching were just ignoring with a 100% straight, cis, white cast. And it's fun to listen to the music. Thank you all so much. This was an absolute delight. Listeners, you can find us for now, at least, at jfksideas at wixsite.com, where you can read our journals. It would help us a lot if you are enjoying our podcast and you want to hear more to subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, leave a like, and most importantly, if you like it, share it with a friend. We want to share our ideas with you. Our hope is to come at you weekly. We're pretty committed to it. So let's say with hope that we will see you next week. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Hannah. Bye. 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 Thanks for having us. Bye. Thank you.